this is Linda Vetris Nichols, and I have with you the most amazing person, Paula Burt. Welcome, Paula. Thank you. Thank you. Super happy to be here. Oh, it's great to have you. I just absolutely love chatting with you, especially about the book Women Who Run With the Wolves. Mm -hmm. All right. And so today you're going to be talking about the handless maiden and skeleton woman. With mm -hmm. The handless maiden, I absolutely love because it's a great review of the book in my mind for me at least and it because it talks about the different stages of initiation that we go through or our female psyche goes through and it even shows the story of um, the male psyche and how important it is that they go through their own journey in the underworld if you will does that make sense it absolutely does yep yeah and then I get such a kick out of skeleton woman because um, that's where the guy's out fishing and he pulls up, you know, this skeleton of a woman and it, he gets entangled, you know, and he gets yeah. on a boat and it's like she's going boom, 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 and like she's <laughs> down, you know. <laughs> and how we, you know, fall in love and then go, ah, you know, mm -hmm. like there's like things to be afraid of, right? Oh, and, oh no, my skeleton's following me. <laughs> Yeah, right? And you try to like run from love sometimes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, nope. <laughs> Okie Let's mm -hmm. keep going. So the time is now for transformation. There's a lot of transformation in both yeah. of those stories. What is your idea of transformation? So I think it's um, a lot of people, another terminology is like the awakening process, if you will. And within the stories, it's like you can find pieces of you that relate. Yeah. So then it just kind of mirrors the effect within. So then it's like, okay, what pieces of me is like feeling resonated to this and how is this playing into my life and how can I take this information and shift it into something like that I want to create at a different level. Mm. Yeah. I like mm. that great definition. And mm. so in order to transform, one must be ready to receive and even, Correct. yeah, even in a good relationship, uh, well, a good relationship is built on good communication. And even in communication, this is the teachings of Stina Marie. I absolutely love her teachings on, you know, good sex is about penetration and receiving, right? You know, right. receiving penetration. And that's a good conversation uh, where you're, you know, offering something up and the other person receives it and then kind of processes it maybe even out loud with you, you know, it just comes back and it's just a, a volume of back and forth. So being yes. open to receive is, is like super important. Yes. To humans. I, to humans. That's what I was going to say. I think in relationship and also if there's views who aren't in relationships too, like it's, it's still being open to receive from everything around you as well. So once those walls get kind of, you know, relaxed down, and the openness comes into play is where a lot of transformation actually happens. And when yeah, and I think you can get over that hump of like running from love by admitting that you're having the, those feelings and, and walking them through with the, with the person you're running from, right? Just get right. honest and just yes. get to the center and, and process through it together. And developmentally, that's something that most people have a super difficult time doing instead of reacting to things, just mm -hmm. you know, putting things in the center. Mm -hmm. Everybody is like free to take a look at it mm -hmm. and what does it mean for them. And so mm -hmm. it's not about being afraid to 
to speak your truth, right? Mm -hmm. and, and then truth gets discussed. And if there's been any kind of trauma in anybody's like upbringing or um, maybe abuse or whatever, even in like in a marriage situation that they've left or something, that one gets gets gnarly. That gets difficult to just be honest, speak your truth and wait to see how the other, um, you know, processes through it without reacting it's like so important it is so important and it's practice like that's something I noticed in my own life anyways it's literally like practice being in integrity with your word and at first it is really really scary which is it's okay to cry right like because sometimes even being in, with integrity with our word creates like this internal like ah, what do I do with this? And allowing those emotions to bubble up and come out so that way you can just come back to what is in alignment and integrity for you. Yeah, I love yeah. it. And crying, uh, you're so exhausted after you cry. And it's like, well, you know, when you're crying sad tears. <laughs> and mm -hmm. it's like, why? And it's like, because you're releasing all kinds of toxins yes. into your system and then you drink water. And like my mom would always my brother would cry and was like a sip of water, <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> it was cool how she like knew to process that, those tears out of him. That was interesting as I look back on that little scenario that happened a lot. <laughs> yeah, kudos yeah. to your mom, like for, because uh, they're, uh, you know, having a book, Embodying the King's Code, like raising men who aren't allowed to have emotions. And so yeah. kudos to your mom for like, allowing that and like here's some water you know yeah, yeah. Right? and it physically actually is a very beautiful release of toxins for your body yeah. yeah 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 embodying the king's code is your book and it, it's amazing it's got some really great information boys do cry is michelle yes. catnat's book and yes love her like 11 you know mm. males to tell mm -hmm. their story and then my husband actually wrote the foreword and it's his story whoa that was super triggering for him to get out into the world uh yeah that was a great process for all of them it's just been an exciting project too so i love where everything is in the world right now and people are apt for that stuff yeah i love that and such a beautiful process for him too about the being able to receive right and the transformation so it's like walking through those steps that are scary and fearful and hard and then when you pop out on the other side, having the recognition of like, whoa, mm -hmm. whoa. Yep. Yeah. And just receiving the invitation, right? Uh-huh. And then, yes. and then it was like skeleton woman for him because then he freaked yes. out. Then it was like, it wasn't coming and it wasn't coming and it wasn't coming. She sent him some of the chapters, like get him going, you know, mm -hmm. uh, oh man. And, and then it got into like me doing some wordsmithing and that was setting him off and mm -hmm. yeah it was heavy duty and like he came through and he was like he's different in a good way you know? mm -hmm. <laughs> I love that and the forming of the self oh my gosh I would love it if you just take a moment and talk about like your story of transformation and I know it's in the book and it's it's lovely just mm -hmm. in a snippet like that you were like, does this happen? And now you're like this kind of thing. Yeah. So um, one thing that's been really aware recently in my life is coming people that have come in from like when I was like a younger person, like in high school, right? Yeah. And they're like, oh, I, I've seen your light forever. And then so the forming of the self was actually like the unlayering 
Um, so going from high school, getting married at 19 to a really unhealthy relationship, joining the Mormon religion and having like in control and fear really like embedded in, and then just the initiation processing of kind of like waking up stages and yeah, uh, and, then, uh, like, and then like the running away safety of your parents, right? Yes. The lies and yeah, and in military life too, you were actually yeah, military brat, yeah. a military wife or a brat too. Yeah, yeah. So grew up in the military, and then yeah, my my ex spouse was in the military as well. Got it. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah. And then, and then getting into two very controlling situations and then, um, figuring out how to get out of them. Right. Yes. Not a safe place for you. No. And it took, I will say it took a few years of, um, well, I would say a lifetime, right. Of unlearning the pieces of like, like remembering your worth, if you will. And like the reforming of the self happens in those processes. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Was there something else you wanted to say there? I already forgot what it was. I was like, ah, and then I'm like, oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> this one is funny because when I was like pulling this, all these little points out from the level of your soul, you got <laughs> so giggly over this one. Like that's so cheesy. And then we find out that's so cheesy after all. Like where you're headed right now. <laughs> How it's in your life right now. Love is definitely in the air. <laughs> and I, Love is in the air. <laughs> what's that? I was just repeating that. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us a little bit more about, um, you know, where that thought actually comes from in your work too. Yeah, so I think a, there's a lot of information right now being like um, generated around like feminine and masculine, which is a beautiful thing. And then on the bottom of the slide, it talks about like a wholeness. So the love is in the air is around like the kinks and embodying the kinks code is really about seeing different archetypes and allowing those to like mirror within ourselves, like seeing our own greatness, like seeing our own power. And stepping into that same thing with the Queen's Code and then having those two like merge together for the wholeness. And when it comes to love, I think it actually correlates a lot with like the skeleton woman's um, analogy as well of of going out into the depths of the fear and having your skeleton like behind you and then speaking in like the the heart and all of the beautifulness that comes in the process of unmasking and then and then the reforming into like the wholeness or like not the reforming because it's already there but just like the being in the wholeness yeah i even see it this just hit me in imposter syndrome because bones are like kind of like um the old you and you're when you're stepping into something new like you were confident but maybe you're doing something new say in entrepreneurship uh everybody goes through imposter syndrome you know if they're doing something new right? It's all part of it. And so that, um, what am I going for here? (sighs) The old confident, actually you and the now new scared you, that's kind of the skeleton, like bumping along, right? Mm -hmm. It's, it's about really stepping into your power, getting grounded, and really taking a look at 
what is the mindset right now? Where is it coming from? And, mm-hmm. and what is it I get to let go of? Because mm-hmm. that old skeleton mm-hmm. is part of some of the things to let go of so that you can move forward. And there's a lot of fear in letting go of um, What's go anything that yeah. you think you might have. Because there's even a fear of, oh, what might I have to let go of? And it's mm-hmm. like, no, everything mm-hmm. is in choice. You don't have to to let go of certain things no your filters and that's the thing though if if you're not operating at the level of your soul which works i say in onesies then you don't know what your filters are you don't know what to filter things through and i mean that in a positive sense so if you're like number one it's kind of like values but it's not right so what's the number one thing you want what's the number one thing that is you know, creates the most happiness for you. Even if it's just like right now, then great. Use that filter because that's just going to give you your juice, you know. <laughs> Go do awesome. that when you're feeling like this is getting heavy or I don't feel like doing this right now. Stop. Don't do it. Go uh-huh. do that thing, uh-huh. you know. Yep. And, and the loving it, lo- loving it all. So like the love is in the air. So I, I always like envision like a bubble around it all. Like so it's like loving the ugly pieces, loving the hard pieces, and realizing um, that there is absolutely choice is yeah. a, a, uh, what you're speaking to about that, yeah. Loving the monster in the closet. Uh, yes. <laughs> because mm-hmm. we all go back to that three-year-old brain, you know, when it comes to just doing new things or whatever. It's not mm-hmm. safe. There's a monster. Mm-hmm. Something's going to get me. And then I, I also, something else that's coming up is like having a community of like kings and queens too, if you will, that can hold you in that is so huge. Um, and I think that is actually uh, my biggest transformational process was like um, coming in contact when my soul was ready, right? Same thing with the fisherman. Like it, he, he only went out on the kayak in the depths when he was actually ready to. Um, so it was, when my soul was ready, it's like the right people just came in yep. to like, aid in the process yeah yeah well, we did your book and you were like yeah thank you for holding my feet to the fire you know <laughs> <laughs> if you don't hold me down i would have been <laughs> keeping them warm keeping me safe and keeping me from running <laughs> right exactly <laughs> there's that point where you just want to run and then there's that point where you just want to throw the monster to the world <laughs> and that's where the magic comes in Oh it's yeah, like the magic comes in in like the the sit it, sitting in it, and that's can be really tricky sometimes. And when all the emotions come up, and all when all we all want to run away, and it's like, but that is right. At, that's the actual like the the diamond. Like that's the diamond part. Yeah, right. Antonina and Grima. So I was talking about in the down. You know, I just got this like yeah, sitting with the down, sitting in the down or whatever. You know. Right? Be with that skeleton piece of it. Mm-hmm. We don't have to be Pollyanna every day. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Right? Well, we, Pollyanna, though, what was she all about? She was all about just be happy, right? Mm-hmm. And it's true. What makes you happy? The just be happy is the, the, the number one filter to mm-hmm. being a the level of your soul to being able to move forward to having any kind of energy to move forward, avoiding the burnout, right? Yes. He was like in this world of adults going, 
why are people taking this so seriously? Yes. Let's be mm-hmm. happy. Have mm-hmm. fun. Right? Mm-hmm. Like the prisons. Remember she and her little friend were hanging prisms in the window of the crabby mm-hmm. old man's house. Right? I remember that, but yeah, that makes yeah, sense. on that. Bring the sunlight in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bring in the light. Mm-hmm. And, and look at all the beautiful dimensions of the light, right? Yeah. That's what they were doing with prisms. Okay, mm-hmm. now, the king's code. Oh, do tell. <laughs> you have some <laughs> amazing stories of transformation that mm-hmm. you've done through, um, you know, with men who called in the king's code and, you know, getting women to just really step into their queen roles too so tell us about the king's code thanks so it's um i call it an activation if you will a process for people and what i was just saying is like when i was ready my soul brought in the right time that like the right people into my life and it's almost like interesting something that's just hitting me is a full circle moment of where i have been that person um for people's life of where they're like i'm feeling all of this and I don't know exactly what to do with it. Okay, come here. <laughs> Just breathe. Um, so the King's Code, if you will, is really initiation into stepping into like your greatness. It's allowing, and one of the processes that I do is allowing space within the body and some DNA activation and restructuring um, to allow your body to actually accept mm-hmm. um, the newness. Um, and And it's not let me say this a different way people could like like you don't really need it if you will like it's not like something like your life is going to like process if you're on a path it's going to continue to like be that process but what it does is bring in the ease the Pollyanna, if you will the ease into that to where it can go faster and deeper and the the catapults hit yeah it's almost like you know the the book the big leap it's yeah right love that one and mm-hmm. it's like uh, the big leap on steroids because the big leap is, is like the mindset stuff. And this is more in the, like the energy that you're holding that you don't know you're holding in the subconscious, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. And what's the difference between like you doing an activation for someone and them doing it? For themselves that's really what you're offering they're actually doing it for themselves you're just the guide it's not like you're this energy worker and you go in and you change it and then like a week later they're like what happened because like <laughs> so oh this is one thing that I just get to like be comfortable with is just like talking about how awesome I am <laughs> how how let go awesome you are right it's something that's really tricky for me at times but it's spending gosh the last like eight years learning different modalities so it's um reiki and access consciousness and being trained with shamans and like all kinds of different things and and just innately who i am as well like um yeah you might want to grab your mic and just pull it out because we're lo- you're going soft mm. in tone there or sound. So uh, yeah, and <laughs> so if you actually like it worked with somebody whose hands, fingers even were like stiff, and he was in a great deal of fear, and yeah. and he ended up bringing in like King Arthur. Well, wow, that's cool because that one pretty much covers it all. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> the of the King Arthur. 
story, you know, the Camelot and all that, right? Yeah. Can you hear me okay now? I can now. Yeah. Okay, good. Good, good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's holding, I, I don't know, there's different terminology for it. I, a lot of times use like holding a, a space of like a non-judgmental and like just a really loving and safe space for a person to allow their walls to go down. Um, yeah. And yeah, and that's where the transformation happens. Big time. Big time. Yeah. Yep. You can get a transform unless you're ready. Yeah. And like my education background is like psychology, social work. So it's like, I get all the mind stuff too. So it's like, I, I have the, the very beginning of my stages was like the, the mind pieces, which, which I love that calls to me sometimes, but in my life and in like my practice, what I found is like shifting things energetically is, I mean, they both work together. Right. Yeah. But, but a lot of times we don't even realize why we're functioning the way that we're functioning. It's, right. Yeah. Right. And so then you're able to pick up um, deflection and <laughs> <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> None of that flies past you, huh? <laughs> I'm just like, yep. Yeah, oh, I'll sit here and dance with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, Antonina Andreeva calls. She says, like, Linda is the weapon of mass bullshit destruction. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Has me either. <laughs> I like that. All right. Okay. Like tell, <laughs> tell us more about the Queen's Code and what that really means to you. Yeah. So the Queen's Code is like the same same type of thing, but for um, women. And this is where we get to speak about how men and women are different, right? It's we get to celebrate our differences now. I because before in my history, it's like running all in my masculine energy, like corporate world, like go go go, produce produce produce. Um, yeah. No. Like um. Let me like like burn out and that's okay for burnout and we're only talking energy we're not talking gender <coughs> so if like you're mostly a person who mostly runs feminine energy and you try to do all, all the masculine stuff it yes. ain't fly right yes. so we're not really dipping into gender here as much as people and, might think <laughs> and i love you like love you for clarifying that too yeah absolutely yep all right so yeah so tell us a little bit more queen's code um, so a lot, so I'll tell you a lot of what I see with women is, um, like not feeling worthy to hold abundance, like to, even though that's what we are actually like, and a lot of cultures and matriarchal line actually holds the wealth and do a really good job of like stewarding that in a lot of beautiful ways. Um, so some of my, some of my clients that I've done a lot of work with was like abundance blocks um, for females and stepping into like the, the queen, if you will, of like just knowing your worth and knowing your stewardship of how you will hold. And like that money is so important for the world as well. Nice. And yeah. that takes me right to Maria Teresa's <laughs> castle that I got to visit when I was in Austria. And she was actually the first, woman i think she was the only line had the whole dynasty had and she was the one who implemented like um veterans affairs kind of services oh, yeah. for veterans when the soldiers were done fighting and maybe were wounded or whatever she made sure that they were well taken care of exactly so if you want like our vets to be taken care of. I love that you brought that in. Like, that's amazing. Yep. Like we're nurturers by nature in a, in a lot of ways. We're, we're all things like we're, everyone is all the alls, but yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. And you've done some really cool work. Uh, <laughs> I love how it all happens. It all just kind of falls into place for you. And then you look back going, oh, what was that? Oh, that was that. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly how it happens to me. <laughs> <laughs> Antonina takes people on these trips and you went to Greece with her, um, you know, what is it? Retreat gang. <laughs> mm -hmm. And you pass by a cemetery of veterans. Yes. And did some like clearing, energetic clearing. And you do that for land as well. Do we have a puppy joining us? <laughs> yeah, that's my, that's, my, that's my Lizzie dog. I love bringing dog energy into these. Mm -hmm. she's, such a, she's such a good one. Like, she is such a great uh, animal. Yeah. She's a fan of the veterans. Um, She's a so, fan of veterans, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, so you, you've done that thing where, like, okay, so tell us about the, the cemetery experience. You guys were just, like, minding your own business, and then, and then tell us. Yep. Uh, oh, this is so wonderful for me, because this is, this is me stepping out of my comfort zone, too, in a lot of ways. So me and Antonina rented a car in Athens, and we were driving to Matora, and we both are like, oh, beautiful waterfall, beautiful water, blah, blah, blah. And then we, like, literally, like, pass something. And we kind of both see it out of the corner of our eye and we're like, we have to go there. Nice. And it was, yeah, it was a, a cemetery for um, British soldiers actually, and was able to just do some clearing work and um, just really um, beautiful feels like all the way around. Um, so the work that I feel like I've done with like the land is something that I love. It's like, it's always like it's a reciprocalness and that's, actually what I've brought into my life like and uh, it was this reciprocal of like it's not really work because you're receiving so much like it's it's a beautiful thing and when you were working with the the vets like what was coming through and what was being released and whatever um just it's funny because it's it's how I work with life like sometimes I don't even completely can logically comprehend yep. um so what, what were the viscerals you were getting out of the deal yourself yeah it was um just like things being like just um so same as the body like where we hold certain energies and where it becomes like tight and harder like um i would venture to say that happens with land as well so like cemeteries things are like there's death, there's sadness, there's, so just bringing a lot of like light energy for allowing the things to not be so heavy. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. In Native American traditions, it's, you know, what a, the heavy stuff, the understanding is it goes down into the core of Mother Earth because mm -hmm. it's chaotic energy and yeah. Mother Earth creates from chaos. So mm -hmm. no problem. And then it just goes back up and out to everybody like in the positive for lack of better words so. yes yes and that's where the reciprocal like the cycle of like receiving where it doesn't have to be like which is all about the skeleton woman too like it doesn't have to be like death and sadness it becomes a cycle of going down to be mulch to come back up to provide through like oxygen and rain and like this cycle of that yeah and in life yeah <laughs> so cool something else to chew on <laughs> it's always so cool to talk to you okay so what is your idea of wholeness what does that mean to you 
Yeah, I think, um, I think it was really about like with the masculine and feminine energies, like it, it's not really, we always, it's not really about there's one and the other. It's like tangling them out to heal those pieces, but we're always in wholeness. Yeah. Yeah. We're always in a wholeness of like um, path. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's not uh, looking at it as a one or the other. One's better or wrong or right or yeah, it's it's that doesn't jive with my it's soul. Like we're always in wholeness with the potential to see it, receive it, and yes. it out, right? Yeah. And it's really just that remembering because like we're a soul in a human body, right? Mm-hmm. And Antonina says here to experience the experience Mm -hmm. (laughs) and yeah so getting in touch with that wholeness is about getting that soul that spirit whatever you want to say down into what I say the second chakra because as Mm -hmm. a human that is our like any personal trainer is going to tell you that's your power center as a dancer I know it's true (laughs) And so getting your soul down there, and that's why I do that exercise. Like people's like, put your hand out, make your fist, bring it into that area or onto that area, second chakra between your belly button and your pubic bone. Mm-hmm. Two or three belly breaths and just go down deep and blank and just sit there, right? Mm-hmm. And then start asking, you know, if you can only do one of these three things you're trying to decide on, which one is it? And then mm-hmm. if you can only do one more, which one is it? Right. That gets us out of our head, running all these, you know, external problems. <laughs> yes. I love Kyle C's video where it's like I'm in love with a porn star. It's not the title of it though, and it's hysterical. And he goes into Kyle C's goes into deep psychology with this guy, and um, this guy has quite an awareness of the ego and stuff like that, but it's really good. It's really deep. And he just really shows him how he's created this problem outside of himself. And, you know, I'm in love with a porn star and I don't know if I need to leave her or not. It's not the problem. Nope. <laughs> it's like you're asking about the problem. The problem is never the actual problem. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Yes, yes, yes. The problem is not the problem <laughs> or the actual problem. Yep, gay big leap. <laughs> All right. So um, now embodying the archetypes and the, the king's code and queen's code, there's individual kings and individual queens, and, uh, you know, they have different archetypes, so mm-hmm. to speak, yeah, mm-hmm. that kind of make up who they are and, and were in history. Mm-hmm. And so what do you have to say, like, archetypes? What do they mean to you? Um, so I think it's where they can mirror like what's already within us. So in, in, in yoga, that's one of the things it's like what we are able to perceive is actually already in us. And it's not just a yogic like um, thing, but in, and in life, it's like it's coming into your awarenesses for a specific reason. So what you're able to perceive is actually already in. Um, so embodiment is like the bringing it, like the, the mirroring effect, seeing it and then the bringing it in. Yeah, so you kind of feel like a victim or you when you're looking at somebody you're like, oh, like this person is just in victim mentality. And then it's, it's like, oh, if you're recognizing that in another, where is victim mentality in you? And that is so classic in coaching, like mm-hmm. watching this pattern of like all of a sudden all your clients are having this issue. Mm-hmm. Whoa, it's time to go 
where in my life am I having that issue? It's really right. creative thinking. It is. It is. And a couple of things. Uh, the the other part of that is like the why, like the why, like what are you getting off on this? Like you know what I mean? How are you getting off on it? Yeah. And then other part of your addiction behavior. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the other piece is walking a fine balance of like when I'm speaking with a person, it's always a it's there's an awareness of like not going into self blame. Like I never want a person going into self blame because it's like, we're wanting to love these pieces. Right. So it's, it's the, okay, what are you getting off on it? Like what of creating this in your life, but like untangling the, it's not like a creating for a bad thing. It's actually like the life is working for you, not against you. So once that piece even gets shifted, which I think the archetypes can help in a lot of ways of like these Kings and Queens were like, greatness in a lot of ways embodied so it's like okay what pieces are of that in you so we're not getting into the self-blaming aspect of what psychology and all these fun things can be at times (laughs) getting those confidence pieces out of our archetypes right yes 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 i love Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. and then in um the story of the handless maiden we see the maiden archetype and there's so many women who like, oh, I hate that word. I mean, all they can think of is some virgin that's going to get raped. And it's like, that mm-hmm. is not, if you go way, way back in time, the full yeah. of the maiden was a woman fully connected to her intuition, to her power. Um, what do I need a man for? I got myself. Right. <laughs> that's why little kids are like, boys, or girls like me, like boys, eh, right? They're maidens. They're in their full power. What do they need a man for? They got themselves. They, they got that marriage going on inside of them. They've got the man part and they got the woman part and they're mm-hmm. on it, right? Mm-hmm. They just get an idea and they put it into action. So mm-hmm. their divine masculine and divine feminine are fully married. Mm-hmm. You know, they are not even just engaged. Nope, they're married. Mm-hmm. And they're out there just engaging with the world as a fully embodied soul. Right. right? And they say, well, kids are coming in more connected. It's like, no, we all came in that connected. <laughs> it's how we're treating them and what we're allowing them to be, say, and do in the world that's keeping them more connected. They're not having as much amnesia. They're not forgetting <laughs> as much as we did through the filtering of our parents. Right to the point where oh you gotta be so nice now you're vulnerable to your predator uncle or grandpa or father or whatever you know say as a girl and even the guys um, yeah. lots of sexual abuse you know yeah. okay so the handless maiden has the maiden it has the um, we haven't really talked about this but Carl Jung's work with the the animus is the masculine and the animal is the feminine and so men tend to you know they are fuller in their animus as a general rule and and the woman is fuller in her anima and the the sort of shadow is that if they're not both in yet and like married like the kids example excuse me then you're going to be seeking them outside and so for a woman it's seeking um daddy and for a man, it might be like seeking porn, not that there's something wrong with porn. If you're seeking the 
anima outside, then you want the beautiful women, the porn, you know, for those reasons, for satisfying those reasons. And um, I just find that piece, I know that's not part of your work. It's just very fascinating to me yeah. how that works. So I think it is super fascinating. And I think um, something for me that I, it's like once connection is found within, like once all, a lot of these pieces, if you will, the soul pieces have come back into play, it's the connection outside isn't nearly as important. Um, connection obviously is important, but it's connected being here first. So that way the connection can happen in our lives. So we're not seeking it outside of us. If, yeah. 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 Finding it within because it was there. You just yes. forgot and, right. and you, you let go. Like you, we leave our bodies all the time. So, <laughs> you know, you, and then, then the ego and the pain body tend to take over. And that's like a older sibling with a younger sibling. And if the ego can't get you to, to listen up, well, then it's going to recruit the pain body to get you to feel something where it can get you to listen up. Scary oh, enough yeah. or whatever. Mm -hmm. is the new earth. Great read. <laughs> I've, yeah, yeah, I got to read that one. So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the collective pain body is in there too. Yes. Whoa, wait till you hear what happened in a restaurant one time. Mm. Somebody's pain body went off and the whole collective pain body went off. You'll right. see that a lot right. in church. Yep, experience. Yes, yes. Say yep. <laughs> mm -hmm. no more. Okie doke. So, the <coughs> oh, so the, is there anything else like from the handless maiden that, that you're seeing as archetypes? Nothing's coming through at the moment. And living between the worlds, are you human or are you spirit? Right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's a beautiful piece of that story. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So then the old mother can be seen in the king's mother and how she cares for the handless maiden mm -hmm. and she's um, more initiated to know to lie. Right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm not gonna kill this person <laughs> the devil changed the message anyways you know so what she was being asked to do wasn't even um true so right. yeah so she was able to to judge the situation intuitively right yep, that's what I, yep. Mm -hmm. yeah i love that one anything mm -hmm. else on old mother because that takes me to crone and yeah. you know some of the other stories like hansel and gretel idea you know witch in the woods like uh this is this oh, I think you froze. Or Vasilisa, right? Met the Baba Yaga. Hmm. <laughs> okay, so tell us the wild bride and groom kind of talked about getting that marriage going down in that second chakra, that fully embodied area, if you will, was the way I speak of it. So the wild bride and groom, what does that mean to you? Um, I think it, I think it's about the merging of the two a lot as well. Like, um, so accepting like, you know, I mean, wild gets a bad connotation sometimes, but really like women we create in a cyclic are very fashion and we are very emotional. And so accepting the wild woman within, um, opens up a lot of space within women as well. And yeah. then, and then having the groom maybe like come into a fullness and like the accepting and the merging of both of those two beautiful beings together um is kind of what i was just thinking about with the wild bride and groom yeah i love, yeah. It. I love it